You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. During the next hour, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Conference of Illinois, and thanks for joining us this morning on this beautiful Monday morning here in Chicago on AM 750 WNDZ in Chicago, and we have another good program here this morning. We're going to talk about a number of public policy issues as it affects our state and what's going on with the church. Uh, We have 14 days to go. Not that I'm counting, but uh, two weeks from today will be the end of the legislative session, and um, I get my life back. So it's been a hectic couple weeks, um, and it will be a hectic couple weeks in front of us, but we will survive. Um, Let's go over the lineup today on our show. Uh, To kick off the show, we have our leadoff hitter, who's going to be uh, Mary Louise Hengisbaugh. She is a name that most of you will recognize. She is the former director of the pro-life office here at the Archdiocese, and she's gone on to bigger and better things, being a mom, and also leading a group called Girls Health First, which is a really innovative, exciting uh, program that she's heading up. Uh, After we talk to Mary Louise, uh, we're going to talk to Mary Louise mostly about um, what's going on in Springfield with parental notification, about what her group's doing um, to help uh, fight that. And then we're going to make a transition to another bill that we're working on in Springfield or against. Scott Phelps is going to join us at about 8.20 a.m., and he's going to talk about uh, Senate Bill 818, and that is a bill that would enact uh, what they call comprehensive sex ed. And so uh, in our public schools, Scott's with a group called A&M Partnership, Abstinence and Marriage Partnership. He's very articulate, uh, very persuasive, and Scott will join us at about 8.20. And then the final part of the program, we're going to be joined by Sue Barrett. She's been on these airwaves before. Sue is the executive director of a group that I am closely affiliated with. It is called Aid for Women, and uh, there's a lot going on in the world of crisis pregnancy centers. And also we want to talk about uh, an event that Aid for Women has coming up, and we strongly urge you to participate in. It's a -a walkathon on June 19th. Anyway, Sue will tell us more about it when she has the time to get on the air, and we're going to talk to her at about 8.40 a.m. So without further ado, uh, let's join uh, our first guest uh, is Mary Louise Hengisbaugh uh, of Girls Health First. Mary Louise, you with us? Yes, I am. Hi, Bob. Hi, good morning. It's so awkward to hear your name at Girls Health First. I'm used to uh, the <laughs> the old moniker, the old title of uh, exec- uh, director of the pro-life office. But uh, <laughs> times change and events change. So welcome to the program. Mary Louise, um, you've been very involved with fighting the attempt to repeal the parental notification law, um, done some really cool things out in the western suburbs with uh event you organize we'll talk about that in a bit but tell us first of all tell us a little bit about girls health first and what it is and what you are hoping to do with uh the establishment of that it's a couple years old now i guess right it's been a little while well yeah actually we started girls health first like over a decade ago for the first fight for parental notice but at that time it was um at that time alicia torres she's now a sister 
uh, at uh, Mission of Our Lady of the Angels with Bishop Bob Lombardo. But she kind of came up, she and I kind of came up with the idea um, of having this kind of separate entity. And what Girls Health First is, is it's a group of women of diverse perspectives, women and girls of diverse perspectives who um, are fighting for the safety of girls, um, and in particular by keeping parental notification. So we all know that we live, unfortunately, in a society that's becoming more and more dangerous for girls, especially when it comes to predators. Um, A large percentage of teen pregnancies are fathered by men older than 20. And if parental notice is repealed in Illinois, these predators, as well as those who traffic girls and just, frankly, um, abusive adults who want to force maybe uh, their son's girlfriend to do their will, uh, can take a girl for an abortion without without her parent or a legal guardian even knowing about it. Uh, which is obviously a very dangerous situation for our girls. So we are fighting um, against the uh, attempt to repeal parental notice. And I guess today, in today's world with social media, and uh, I know we've heard from some experts say things like, um, it's possible for your daughter to be communicating with people uh, from the outside world and and you may have a situation where your daughter is engaged with with people you don't want her to be engaged with and and communicating via social media and and parents have a harder a harder time today kind of monitoring and policing that activity so i i guess what i'm trying to say is that you know things like parental notification laws they just provide like one additional check on Mm -hmm. uh, it's another additional set of eyes and ears adult eyes and ears on what a, a child might be doing. Absolutely. And, you know, the, the time of greatest risk is between 3 and 5 p.m. That's the time of greatest risk after school for a teen pregnancy to be conceived. That is also the time of greatest risk for kids to be engaged with predators online. Somebody, a guy who pretends that he's uh, 16 and, you know, goes to a high school, but in fact is, you know, 38, you know, and yeah. is, uh, you know, sitting actually at his work or at home now with COVID. More people are working from home um, and, uh, and you know, engaging with somebody online and luring me. So it's, it really is bad. And anybody who thinks that their daughter would, may not be affected by this, Um, you are not in touch with reality. And that's what I think is so hilarious about the legislators who are proposing this bill is that they themselves said, if my daughter didn't talk to me, oh, I would, you know, I would feel embarrassed. Um, Well, you know, maybe then you should keep the law in place to make sure that she does talk to you because, um, you know, anybody knows that when a teen's in a crisis situation, sometimes the parent is the last person uh, to find out. And especially Families where you have parents working multiple jobs, you know, to, to kind of, and or like special needs teenagers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These are our most vulnerable kids from the poorest families or, um, you know, who have the, the um, you know, already a, a difficult situation are going to be the most affected in that risk from this uh, repeal. 
You've been very uh, helpful in this fight uh, to retain the parental notification law. And uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, an event you held. It's probably a couple weeks ago now, maybe maybe even a month or two, um, out in Wheaton at uh, a coffee shop that I found really intriguing because the owner of the coffee shop uh, is really doing some uh, interesting work and helping um, moms or, or women, you know, f- find employment and, and through the ownership of her, of her, of her business. Mm-hmm. And she's also yeah. very concerned about this law as well. Tell us a little bit about the, the, well, I can't, I'm drawing a blank yeah. on the name of the coffee shop. Yeah. The, my half of the sky. Is a half. Eden. Yeah, right. um, <laughs> yeah. It's a social justice coffee shop. My half of the sky. And, uh, it, um, focuses on hiring people and also the proceeds go to organizations that help people who are survivors of trafficking. And Renee Paulino, we actually had an event there to raise awareness about the parental notice repeal. And uh, Renee Paulino, who is the owner of the coffee shop, um, she was the main speaker. And she just made this wonderful impassioned plea that it doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on. It doesn't matter if you're pro-life or pro-choice, if you're um, a Republican or a Democrat, everybody can come together to support our girls. And as you know, Bob, uh, the recent polling in Illinois shows that the majority of pro-choice people mm-hmm. are in favor of keeping parental notice, not just, uh, as, of, of course, as well as all the pro-life people. So this is something that we can all come together. And she spoke about how um, many of the women who have... Um, Uh, worked in the coffee shop and whom she has helped. Actually, she said every one of these trafficking survivors has had multiple abortions. So there is a very unseemly connection between trafficking and secret abortions. And these are not being done in somebody's basement. The traffickers take uh, their victims to abortion clinics to get the abortions done. So it's really important that we have parental notice. Um, As you know, Dr. Brooke Bellow, Mm -hmm. who is a Lifetime Achievement Award winner from um, President Barack Obama, said if this state had required parental notice, um, the state that she was in when she was being trafficked, she said, my mother could have found me. So it's really, really important that we retain parental notice law in Illinois. They're showing on the Facebook live feed uh, some of the pictures uh, from uh, events that Girls Health First has had uh, when you came down to the Capitol a couple of years ago and uh, were at organizing um, young women to come down mm-hmm. and, and fight the, the RHA. And, and now um, mm-hmm. we're, we're organizing again in a different fashion under the COVID era and participating right. through this coalition, um, Parents for the Protection of Young Girls, which every major pro-life group is, is participating in. And it's mm-hmm. really doing some good work. Um, I have to say that um, I, I do think this issue with human trafficking is, is I, I hope and pray that we're able to beat this legislation in the next two weeks because mm-hmm. I'm starting to sense it's picking up a little traction in Springfield. Um, we were talking to a lawmaker last week and he said he got a phone call from Planned Parenthood and the first thing they started launching into was giving him reasons why our argument regarding human trafficking were not true. So that is a step in the right direction. And I do think that the two messages that we've been sending, uh, that you guys have been so helpful with, that this is an issue of parents' rights, 
parents have the rights to know what their kids are doing. And yes. also, repeal of this can lead to, to a victimization of young girls uh, yes. through trafficking. It's starting to stick a little bit. And, and I think we just got a, a, just enough going on. And hopefully, uh, we just got to continue um, getting that message out there, which has been difficult in the COVID era and with the legislature yes. meeting virtually and all that. So, uh, yes. I, I, I'm, and, you know, people need to call their legislators. That's the that's the key thing is that um, anybody who's listening right now, you know, if you are concerned for the safety of Illinois girls and girls from other states who will be taken across state lines because all of the surrounding states have a parental notice or parental consent statute. So if this is if this is repealed, girls from other states will be taken um, into Illinois by predators for abortion. So if you care, please call your state representative right now. You can go to girlshealthfirst.com or you can go to the website for the coalition Parents for the Protection of Girls. It's um, saveparentalnotification.com. So either girlshealthfirst.com or saveparentalnotification.com. And you can um, click on a button, find my legislator, and call your state representative uh, in Springfield and tell him or her to please vote no on the repeal of parental notice. And so I really encourage you to do that. It's really interesting because uh, we have this new technology here that I'm still getting used to. But up and look it up on the screen, and um, the producers are showing how to find your state representative by going through the website that you just indicated. And right Great. now uh, on the screen is a, a, a shot saying, find my elected officials. And from there, you would input your address, and it'll tell you who your state rep and your state senator is. And mm-hmm. from there, you can just make the phone call or, or however you so want to do it. Um, mm-hmm. They have a uh, pre-written uh, message, I believe, on the saveparentalnotification.com website, and you can just kind of click that and, and send it. So it, it's really helpful if people do that, especially now in the last two weeks. And uh, I do have uh, some, some good news that um, we were in talks with – uh, some of the uh, House Republican members, and they're considering a press conference this week. And the message of the press conference would be simple. It, it, it's uh, that um, this is a very, very, very important issue. Uh, there are less than two weeks to go in the legislative session, and it would be unjust in the last couple days of session to try to ram this through the process and that would impede the public's ability to weigh in, to know what's going on, et cetera. So I'm pretty optimistic we might have some attention on process-related uh, issues with the parental notification repeal this week, which I think would be helpful um, yes. to send that message to the general public that we know what happened two years ago when the RHA sat there and sat there and sat there, and then the last two weeks they picked it up. and Or really, it was what, the last 10 days? I don't remember. Oh, but it was, the last Days, was right? it two ten? I can't remember. They released the. I think it was the day before Memorial Day. They added the an amendment to a shell bill that right. had the entire RHA bill. Then they had the hearing like four hours later. So yep. we didn't even have an opportunity to send experts down. We had a physician who was wanting to testify, a female physician. That was just completely unjust. And then they rushed the legislation to the floor where they basically pressured all of the moderate Democrats to vote for it. Yep. So that yep. behavior is not acceptable. That's why Illinois is thought of uh, as a corrupt state, because of this type of, frankly, bad behavior from politicians. If a bill 
can't get through the normal process, you shouldn't be using a shell bill. That should not even be permitted in our laws. So we need to clean some things up with the ethical issues. But the main thing right now is we want to focus on girls' safety and making sure that we can retain parental notice. So, And, you know, we have these really cool yard signs, too. We've distributed about 900 now throughout Illinois, and they, they're pink. They're white with pink lettering. It says, um, hands-off parental notice. And then at the bottom, it has girlshealthfirst.com. And if anybody would like to order uh, some yard signs uh, to put up in your yard, it really does wonders. I've, I've sent them to so many people who I, I have no idea who they are. <laughs> They've good. seen the yard signs from somebody else's yard, and they went to the website and became educated. Um, you can go to girlshealthfirst.com, and there's a button right at the top, order a yard sign, and you can, um, and you can uh, order a yard sign there, and we'll send them right out, or we... We often, most people, I just drop them off to because you're within driving distance. And I have many volunteers also around the state, but sometimes we mail them too. So, but anyway, please order a yard sign, raise awareness in your neighborhood, get your neighbors talking about this because that's the best way. Daylight is the best way to defeat this. When people find out yep. what is being considered, they think it's insane that a, a teenager needs permission to get a tattoo. Um, or even get her ears pierced, but not have an abortion. They and do. It's the not knee- even permission. It's notification. The, the knee-jerk reaction of this of most people is like, you're kidding. <laughs> no, right. we're serious. Yeah, it's it's right. hard to believe that this is what they're considering. And uh, once again, on the screen was a uh, a picture of, of the sign, the yard sign, uh, put out by uh, Girls Health First about um, to keep uh, hands off our girls, save parental notice. And uh, so the, the screenshot was up there. And I have to say that the yard it was taken, it was a beautiful yard. I, I, I don't know where... Uh, that picture was taken, but I want that guy's yard. Uh, so, so, so my, my compliments to whoever the uh, publicist is. I was taking the pictures of the yard signs. Um, the, the yard does not come with the sign, just for anybody who's interested. Um, so anyway, uh, how would somebody get uh, the yard sign and tell us more about uh, uh, information on how to find out more about Girls Health First? You know, just go to our website, www.girlshealthfirst.com. And you can find more information there, and you can order a yard sign and really get educated on the issue. We also have links, for example, to uh, Laura Letterer's um, kind of flagship study on, uh, on the survivors, human trafficking survivors, and how abortion is used. Um, and things like this. So there's really a lot of data. I don't know if people are familiar with her, but uh, under Secretary of State John Kerry in uh, President Obama's administration, she was on his uh, key board uh, to combat human trafficking. So she and her study is peer-reviewed and very highly regarded. So the data is irrefutable that um, that this will happen and uh, if we repeal parental notice. So we really need it to protect our girls because sometimes a teen might not go to a parent or legal guardian first, or sometimes a parent or legal guardian might be very busy working. And, um, you know, especially in families where there are multiple jobs that are held down by parents. Um, And so we really, really need to um, have the law in place to ensure that families are having these important conversations, and not to mention, too, the aftercare. You know, we're all concerned about concussion protocols, and that's mostly a boy's issue. What about the aftercare after an abortion, making sure for a medical abortion mm-hmm. that the girl is in a, a safe place, you know, when, she, when that is occurring, or um, 
I mean, there really is no safe place, of course, for the unborn child. But but uh, there are all sorts of after effects of abortion. And so we really, really need this for the protection of our girls, whether somebody is pro-life or pro-choice. This is something that all of us can agree on and support. Mary Louise, thanks for taking some time this morning. Uh, we'll let you go back to the mom job. Uh, and thanks. We should probably thank uh, your, your, your husband uh, who uh, <laughs> assisted with uh, some exactly. very needed uh, uh, monitoring He's of children. He's holding down the fort. Exactly. He's for the kids right now. <laughs> so we'll, we'll let him take a break and get back to normalcy. Mary Louise, thanks so much. Let's uh, hope and pray that uh, we survive the next two weeks and they don't pass this bill. I feel good, but we got to keep working hard. Mary Louise Hengespa from Girls Health First. Don't go away, everybody. We're right back. Uh, we're going to be joined by Scott Phelps. He's with uh, A&M Partnership, Abstinence and Marriage Partnership. We'll be right back. Don't go away.